Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. We promised we would never do an episode this early, and yet, here we are. Well, it's a little later than the last time we did it. Mm, Barely. No, the last time we did it, it was like 7 a.m. Oh, okay. It's still the 7s. It's almost 8. Well, it's exciting. Uh, Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Thank you so much for tuning in to the excellent adventure. Uh, Yep. We're having an adventure, trying Um, to have a baby. Ooh. Can't have a baby. Starbucks has the holiday cups. Starbucks Starbucks holiday cups are out, and uh, there are presents wrapped in a pyramid shape that, that is reminiscent of a tree, so hopefully that'll... Uh, <laughs> that'll satisfy everyone. Stop people worrying about uh, the war on Christmas. And, oh, there's an actual Christmas tree. Oh, And two is. turtle doves. Yep. A couple of hands. Really a good time over there. You know... I almost never see those cups with you because you usually drink an iced Americano. Yeah, you know, when it's a little early and morningy, I switch it up to hot. 
Okay. I didn't know that about you. I like to, I like them to put ice in it too, but there's no place to add ice on the uh, app. Mm. True. Yeah. It is a, the one thing about the app I don't care for. Okay. You can tip in there now. That's exciting. Oh, you can? Yeah, you can go to the receipt. You can add a tip up to oh. two hours after you've been there. I didn't know that. I like to tip the baristas and baristas. And barristers? And the, uh, yes, I always tip my barrister. Depending on the legal case. He's and how good or is she. Your, how good their wig is? Um, you know, I don't go based on wig. I find that to be, I don't like to, I just, more about skills, not, not, not aesthetics. Hmm. Okay. How was your adventure in uh, Austin? Um, it was great. I met some eggheads. We had like probably like 10 eggheads show up and a couple of them brought their science babies. Oh. Yeah. Was that triggering for any of their non-science baby having people? Or did it give hope? I think it gave hope. <laughs> um, no one seemed triggered. That's good. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was really nice. And we just hung out and chatted. A couple of the women there were going to the same clinic in Austin. So they had they had some... Clinic tales? Clinic tales about that. And by the time this airs, I will have also have had a Portland egghead meetup. If you had to guess, how did that go? I'm going to say, okay. It's supposed to pour rain on Sunday in Oregon, in Portland. Yeah. Um, which I feel like people in Portland are probably used to. So, you know, I don't know if that will like dampen, uh, turnout, but I haven't like, I've, I've heard from some people, but I haven't gotten like super enthusiastic response. So, uh, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. And if no one shows up, I'll just sit in the coffee house and hang out by myself. Sounds exciting. Like worse things have happened. Yeah. I'm a big hanger out of by myself, you know? Yeah, I know. So yeah, so that's uh, that's that. Austin was good. Hung out with my niece. Yeah, she's great. Does there? Did we do anything this week? There's nothing going on in our lives. Um, I mean, the world around us is burning, but you seem to be really on this this world burning situation. <laughs> it is the world is burning. Like all of our our the like. The people are famous people are toppling left and right. I love it. I mean it's like it's like the chickens coming home to roost for everyone who has ever been a shithead. It's delightful. Yeah. So like it does feel like karma, but also it's it's like it's a lot. You know? I don't think you're taking the right amount of uh Schadenfreude? Yeah. I feel it's kind of gross to take schadenfreude in like people who sexually harassed or abused people. I mean, it's like... But when they get their comeuppance. Yes, when they get their comeuppance, I am happy. But it sucks for the victims. They have to like relive all this shit. Yeah. So... But... And it's, you know, it's also like, oh, I I will never watch Louie again. You know, well, like you should have been like me and just never watched it. I enjoyed it though. Like I would, it was like it was it was always a program I watched on a plane. Yeah. Well, you know, and well, say la vie. It's the kind of thing where I'd always heard those stories, and I just was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. But never had a name. Right. With it. Right. 
So it was always hearsay and happenstance. Right. So I'm happy that these ladies have finally decided to come forward. Yeah. Anyway, here we are waiting for your period. Yeah. <laughs> you That's keep true. shifting left and right with your eyes there. Oh, I, that was an abrupt. Uh, that was an abrupt subject change. Yet back to the content at hand. The content of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've sort of, I am feeling hopeless. So I'm not Helpless or hopeless? What did you say? Hopeless. Ah. Also helpless, but I said hopeless. Okay. Um, So it's like, I'm not even thinking about my period because I'm like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing matters. Nothing's going to work. <laughs> we're, we're just trading back and forth which week one of us is going to be the most down. This week is you. I'm feeling nihilistic about IVF. I'm an IVF nihilist. Well. Not to be confused with an IVF anarchist. We also don't have to do IVF again. I know. So, something you should really consider. Yeah. Okay. Are you considering it? I feel put on the spot. Oh. Well, if you're always thinking this, then I'm assuming it's something you've thought about. I've thought about, well, I guess our next step is donor eggs. Donor kebab eggs. I always think about donor kebabs when people say donor eggs. I don't know what a donor kebab is. It's a sandwich with kebab meat in it hmm. sounds jewish no it's turkish actually so, but is the kebab meat turkey no well you can get them they're like all over berlin it's like this it's like the sandwich that people eat at like three in the morning you, you like leave the bar and get a donor kebab oh okay yeah well fyi <laughs> good to know <laughs> So you'd want to go donor egg. I guess. I don't know. I feel like that's our that's our next that's our next step. Wouldn't our next step to be to use the last embryo? Yeah. Or would you jump to donor egg? No, I wouldn't jump to donor egg before using the well, last embryo. Well then what's our next step? But I'm just feeling like that nothing I'm feeling like nothing's gonna work. Why? Because that's just how I feel. Well, as our doctor previously stated, we only had one real transfer. I know. And, you know, your body produced the uh, correct hormone. I know. In, in, in varying amounts. I know. So, positive sign. Yeah. You know, we'll give it another whirl. Okay. I, I think that uh, Dr. Beck is determined to get a baby in you. I know. I feel like she won't let you stop. Hmm, that's nice for her. Well... It is. She has a lovely home. <laughs> she does. <laughs> that she posts on Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's all, and like everyone around me is pregnant or having baby and just feels like a lot. Having baby. Having baby. Well, you know, it's a, uh, of course you know. This is miserable. 
Yeah, come on. But <laughs> commiserate. At the same time, it takes a long time. It is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's mentally draining. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of upside, too. You know, really brings us closer together. We get to do this podcast. Yeah, it's one time a week we get to talk. Yeah. One more week of going to New York. Yep. Until it starts up again. Till January. Yep. Well, at least it's a six-week burst. Yeah. And I don't have to stretch it. Yep. I was worried it might, like, trickle out like they do two weeks of after track, and then it'll be off because of the Olympics or something. Oh, they're not going to do that? No, no, no. Oh, good. Done the 11th of February. Oh, fabulous. Six weeks. Fabulous. Really, uh... Bruce, you up there, huh? Yes. Why? Because it's like, oh. I'd imagine a world where like we were going till April and like I decided in my head, I made a big plan without telling you, but we were going to, we're going to either apartment swap or just rent a place for a month in New York and take Bo. Oh. That's what we were going to do. I How mean, are we going to get there? We were going to drive. We could still do that. Um. Yeah, but then I'd have nothing to do. Yeah. It's true. We could finally see Bo in the city. Bo in the city. <laughs> we'll do a web series. I think Gre- That's how we would Greenwich Village would be the spot for Bo, I think. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. During the day? There's so many people. But there's also quiet nooks with dogs. Yeah, but as established he like just off bleaker you know he's over un- there he's unpredictable with other dogs mm, he's pretty predictable lately you know we did walk past a, a puppy today and he was fine the puppy seemed a little freaked out have you walked past multiple people no we've been doing it really he's totally fine really yeah okay the only time he and got he a was... little jittery was we ran into Tom and his eyeline was at Tom and someone popped out from behind Tom oh. walking and then... And he didn't like that. Then he didn't care for that. Yeah. He was great at his holiday photos on uh, yesterday. That's the no, rumor. Two days ago. What day is it? Yeah. So... I know. I'm really excited to see those. Everybody loved his vest, his uh, sweater. sweater. His Hanukkah uh, sweater. His Hanukkah sweater on because I assumed they'd be having like a Christmas tree there. So I said, let's. Well, they did call me the morning of and they said, do you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah? And mm. I said, we celebrate both. So hopefully they will be presenting us with multiple options. Well, he was such a good boy. He was such a good boy. <sighs> yeah. So what else is going on with you? Um, going to, well, I'm going to Portland this weekend. Right. Um, I'm starting a new podcast. Yep. You're firing up the podcast machine. Firing up the podcast machine. Look for that before the new year. Uh, no, right after the new year. I meant to say, look for that right after the new year. (laughs) Um, you guys will be hearing much more about it, but that's a little, little thing to whet your appetite. Yeah. We it's gotta, with another lady. We got to find her 
we got to find the hers a good name. Yeah, we had a name, and then Matt and my friend's husband both were like, mm. "Your friend's husband isn't Kate's husband." Yes. Okay. <laughs> Kate was down? like, Kate was like, Anthony doesn't like it either. <laughs> I mean, I think in fifteen to twenty years, you could do that podcast. Yeah. So, but about, I'm not going to say the name. I okay. don't want to burn it in case someone, in case you do end up going. Yeah. With it. No, that's fair. That's a good idea. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. That's like one thing I have to look forward to. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to being home on weekends. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting back to a normal, semi-normal schedule. I'm a really... schedule where I have the luxury of only having to do three podcasts on a weekend. I know. It's so funny when I think about like the before time. Yeah. And you're like, my weekends are taken up by podcasts. And, like you were so miserable. Yep. And then it was like, oh, actually, that was a better way. <laughs> Don't know what you got till it's gone, <laughs> as they always say. Uh, oh, and for those that listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation, I don't know that there's there's an episode today for you guys. It's been, I would describe this week of work as hellish for mm-hmm. both Andy and I. Andy's on set. I've been in the office writing. Um, so it's been a very difficult week to get anything squeezed in. Yeah. So... Other than that, uh, I guess what I really would like to do is lose weight eventually, but uh, I don't really see that happening as I continue to stress eat. Um, hopefully, when I'm done with everything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you need like hypnosis or something. Sure. I'll try anything at this point. Okay. Literally anything. Anything? Yep. Okay. Cut to. I'm in a Hannibal Lecter type mask. <laughs> Your jaws wired shut. Yeah. Like, hey, if it works, go for Eating it. Eating through a straw. Ugh. I, 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 God. You know, it sucks too. Is like when you're at work for long periods of time, uh, the uh, you end up eating like catered breakfast, lunch, and dinner which is just a sodium overload. Right. It's one of those things that sounds great in theory, you know? Awful. And then in reality, it's like, yeah, sodium bomb. Yeah. Soy bomb. Remember him? Mm, No. He got on stage in the 1997 Grammys, shirtless, and had soy bomb on his chest. Really confused Bob Dylan. I don't remember You don't remember soy bomb? No. (sighs) Ugh. Dory. Yes, dear. I thought you were like remembering Soy Bomb. Mm, no. I didn't watch a ton of TV in the late 90s because I was in college. He uh, he just snuck up on stage there while Bob Dylan was playing. Cool. Soy Bomb. Cool. Okay. All now, right. Now Dory remembers. Okay. There he is being removed from the stage wow that would be you know what that would be an amazing like vulture uh you don't need to vulture it it's already been done it has uh recently well i guess the last time it was uh 2012 okay that's pretty recent i'll look at it who did it who did it yahoo 
Okay, I think Vulture can do it. No. You hear that, Vulture? No offense to Yahoo. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, well, that is the news with us. Not a lot happening. We're all officially uh, winding into obscurity. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It's been a it's been a it's been a week. Right? Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot to do all of the business. Yeah, I was like, is he just doing a like a thing? <laughs> is he doing a cold open? <laughs> Guys, our t shirts are back for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Starting Tuesday, you can get tees, sweatshirts, etc. from Cotton Bureau. Limited time only, cottonbureau.com forward slash products, forward slash eggheads. Please egghead, leave. Egghead, not egghead. Oh boy. She's ripe. Please leave your Apple Podcast reviews and don't forget to join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Our website is excellentadventure.com. Go there for all sorts of things resources, donations, tweets. Mm, I don't know. No. Um, also, as, as we mentioned last week, I think the patreon levels have changed so now for only five dollars a month you get a bonus episode and for ten dollars a month you get two bonus episodes also we have a goal on our patreon that if we get to a thousand dollars a month we will do a full length patreon only bonus episode so matt my wife like will matt promise these things at me. and like not quite grasp the effort and time these things take oh, whatever I, I grasp it if you want to make me do more stuff go ahead and get us up to a thousand dollars a month on 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 patreon i love you guys <laughs> uh yeah no the bonus episodes are fun we don't uh we really we don't have episodes. to talk about ivf we can just sort of uh you know rap as they say no one says that um but yeah so you know, you guys are my favorite people, you Patreon listeners. Everyone right now who's listening who has not joined Patreon, you're my least favorite listeners. <laughs> I still like you guys, but that's the difference. All right. Shall we email? Um, yeah. I mean, we should also tell people that we're on Twitter at ExcellentPod, and you can email us at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. That is all true. Yep. That is all true. You know what else is true? What? The fact that we have some emails. We do have some emails. Um, this, yeah, oh, so we got the most emails last week about our discussion of the woman whose friend was pregnant and she didn't know if she could handle it. Seems like a hot topic. Yep. So a lot of people agreed with Dory. No one agreed with me. No. A lot of people Boom. agreed with Matt. Boom. And a lot of people were basically like... Dory, you're in a bad place right now. That's why you're not giving great advice. Uh, no, they didn't say that oh, well, exactly. That's true. But they said... They basically... I don't know. They basically... Well, we'll hear, we'll hear from these people. But we, we heard from many people about this. I was expecting blowback. Because Dory's usually right. Um, no, a lot of people agreed with Matt about this. It's about time. Okay. What bizarre world is this? <sighs> um, this first email is from Katie. 
She says, this is for the caller on this week's episode. It said she didn't know how to deal with the friend who was pregnant while she was going through her infertility struggle. Uh, This is a different call, but we'll get to the other ones in a bit. One of my good friends and I were going through fertility struggles together. She had just wrapped up her third round of IUI and was getting ready to move to IVF. I had just found out our first cycle of IUI had worked and we were pregnant and was about to share the good news with her. But then we found out at eight weeks that the pregnancy wasn't viable and I had a miscarriage. She called me the next week to tell me she was pregnant, the same amount of weeks I should have been, and it happened to them naturally. While I was genuinely happy for her and did tell her about my miscarriage, it took me a while to get comfortable seeing her in person. Not only was I dealing with the lost pregnancy, I was also about to dive back into my, infertil- into my fertility journey again with no idea if it would work. I had to hide her on Facebook because all she ever did was post about how the baby wanted Chick-fil-A or the baby was causing XYZ. Ladies. Get more creative with how you describe your babyisms. I had to hide someone I went to elementary and high school with because she, she's my age. Yeah. She's having her fourth child. Her, uh-huh. her oldest child is like 18. Uh-huh. And she keeps posting like ultrasound pictures. And I'm like, lady. <laughs> lady, you've been through this. Yeah. Come on. Act like you've been there before. You know, what's interesting though, I think, I think her youngest child is like, 11 maybe uh-huh. so she's never been pregnant with facebook uh, so sure. i feel like she's like facebook <laughs> yeah and it's real annoying um okay the first time i saw her again was at a friend's birthday i knew she would be showing and i had a panic attack w- walking in the restaurant i spent more of dinner chugging water because I was so lightheaded and everyone kept asking me what was wrong. I had a code word with one of my other friends who knew the situation and she walked outside with me to help me breathe. I felt so guilty for not being able to be around one of my good friends, but I couldn't control the emotions I was feeling. Once I got the initial... I'm not clear on what those emotions were. She... I know that she was having a panic attack and was feeling lightheaded, but I'm not understanding exactly what the emotion, what the panic attack was. It was just like a lot to see her. Mm. Was it jealousy was yeah it, it was was it hate was no it, i don't think it was hate i think it was i think it was envy and i think it was also mixed in with guilt about feeling envious these are bad feelings everybody once i got the initial shock out of the way seeing her became easier i became more comfortable with the fact that she was pregnant and that it would eventually happen for me i should also clarify that I've been in therapy for a while throughout this whole journey, which has helped me gain an overall perspective. I don't think Matt's reaction was too far off from what my therapist recommended me. Boom. I I'm I can't remember if this is the from this is the response to the same email. I'm now happily 18 weeks pregnant, and when I called this friend to tell her the news, we cried together, and it was a beautiful experience. Yeah, the pain was real and hard to get through in the moment, but in the end, it made our friendship stronger. My recommendation would be to be honest with your friend about what you are going to going through and expose yourself to her as much as you feel comfortable. In the end, you're going to want to be a part of her and her child's life. And hopefully that can bring you joy throughout this struggle. Wishing you the best with everything. So I guess that was in response to that email. Yeah. That is the most, uh, that is a very honest and mature response. Her response. Yes. Were there immature responses? No. I just feel like she she's very like clear-headed about the whole thing. Hmm. I'm just trying to figure out if you sound low or I sound low. Uh, yeah, I, you sound better now. Okay, cool. Um, and this is from Abby. 
She says, first time emailer, but I just heard the part of last week's episode where the letter writer is pulling away from her friend who had gotten pregnant. I feel like both of you have good points, but it really depends on what you mean by participating in the pregnancy. It's really hard to stay close to someone who can't deal with a big life moment that you're going through. And even right. though the letter writer is thinking about pregnancy as this 100% good thing, that isn't the way it shows up in everyone's life. She's feeling ambivalent about it, and that's also a real thing that could need support. I guess I'm saying there's a difference between not being up for like organizing a baby shower or cooing over ultrasound pictures and not being up for having a real conversation with this friend about how she feels about this crazy time in her life. The letter writer's friend should be able to understand the former, but the latter is really saying that the friend is less important than the letter writer's own comfort, which sometimes is actually true, but basically means you're willing to lose the friendship. I don't want to judge that because friendships wax and wane in life and that's fine, but I think you can't peace out on someone completely during a big life moment without understanding that you're risking something. Thanks for everything you do, Abby. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel, I honestly feel very conflicted about this. I don't understand this. Why you feel conflicted about this. You're, 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 you're a rational human being. Yeah. So this, this line the latter is really saying that the friend is less important than the letter writer's own comfort. I feel like that is... Well, that's not very good self-care. Exactly. I feel like that's not very good self-care, and I feel like it's really diminishing the feelings that the letter writer has and just sort of... It's like, oh, well, you're not comfortable, so... Well, it's the old suck-it-up situation. Right, and I don't... I think that women are told so often to just suck it up and to think about other people before they think about themselves. And I think that was what I was trying to say. It's like, yes, sometimes you can't always think about other people before you think about yourself, and that sucks, but sometimes you're in that place. Uh-huh. And, like, to just dismiss it as, like the letter writer's own comfort, I feel like it's very dismissive. Well, you know how I feel. You always put other people first. That's the to idea. a fault. That's the that's life. To that's a how fault you, live you life. do that. Things seem to be working out. I've got an infertile wife and a <laughs> and a dog that can't be around strangers. <laughs> I don't know. I like Yes, I under and and I agree with this that like you you do risk losing something. Of course, you risk that. I'm just saying sometimes it is hard when you're in this really bad place to be able to step outside of that and like we shouldn't force people to do that. I'm sorry, but we shouldn't. That is just how I feel. And my feelings are valid. Well, Seems like Allison disagrees. Who's Allison? The next email. No, Barbara is the next oh, email. Oh, I skipped it. <laughs> Barbara says, I'm just listening to episode 58 of your podcast. And for the first time, I've actually disagreed with something Dory has said in response to Jamie's email when Jamie, Jamie's friend found out she was unexpectedly pregnant. It feels like Jamie thinks that she can hide from the grief and sadness of her infertility by hiding away from anything pregnancy and baby related. Unfortunately, that's not realistic. I disagree. <laughs> That is realistic. Well, it's realistic for you. Bless you. You don't exactly leave the house when you don't have to. Correct. <laughs> maybe these people are more like, uh, maybe these people have figured out how to live in a book, in a book club. Oh, wow. I'm just saying. You really, you really went for the jugular there. I'm sorry. 
I was invited to join a book club, okay? Have you joined it? Yeah, I'm going to the next meeting. Oh, I even boy. read the book, which I didn't love. Well, I can't wait. Which is always like the kiss of it. death. <laughs> <laughs> Who picked it? Um, someone in the group picked someone it. Someone in the group was talking about it. And even she seemed somewhat ambivalent about it. She was like, well, it it, it gets good in the last hundred pages. <laughs> and then everyone was like, let's read that. And I was like, okay. oh, boy. And like it did, but in a way that I felt was contrived. You know, it's interesting. I wonder what it would be like to reread some books that I enjoyed a lot in my 20s. I bet it would be weird. I bet certain ones you'd have different perspectives on. Like, I wonder, like, one of my favorite books is uh, Klosterman's Killing Yourself to Live. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what that would be like to read right now. Well, you don't read anymore because you're, you're too busy, so. Yeah, I used to read all the time. I know. Every night. I know. With tea. I know, it was really cute. When I used to work out all the time. Yep. What a What a guy that was. I know that was the guy I met and married. Hi. <laughs> Real bait and switch you pulled. Yep. <laughs> Hope you enjoy these 35 extra pounds. This aggressive dog. <laughs> and never seeing me. It's great. It's really working out well for us. Um, okay. It makes me fearful that Jamie will end up isolated and lonely if she tries to sequester herself from all things pregnancy. Yes, she probably will. Mm-hmm. Instead, I would encourage her to be open and honest with herself and those around her about her feelings and let herself experience the pain if it also means getting to experience the joy and happiness of seeing her close friend enter into motherhood. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not in a place where I can you're, get down with this email. You're not in a place where you can get down with this email. No. You're, 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 you're in it. Yeah. You're not on the other side. And honestly, it sounds like Barbara is either on the other side or has never been on the side. All right. So that's just, I guess what I'm saying is everyone, everyone listening, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Uh, Particularly now. Yeah. I think previously she was in a better mental state. Currently, she's... Don't talk about me in the third person. I'm talking to the audience about you. If you would mind, I'm having a conversation with them. (laughs) Could you stop interrupting us? Guys, Dory's, Dory's, uh, let's just say, in a certain headspace now. She'll get out of it. You know, this this isn't permanent Dory. But this is winter Dory. Oh, my God. You should have seen me when I lived in New York. I hope you enjoy Winter Dory because you're going to have a few more months of her. And then if the groundhog sees her shadow, there's two more weeks of Winter Dory. I got to say, going back to standard time has really messed with me. Oh, it's been atrocious. It's been like the worst. When it gets dark at work at five o'clock, it immediately feels like it's so late. It's horrible. And like, I was just like walking out of work last night thinking, ah, can't even think about doing a podcast right now. Oh my God, it's so late. And I looked at my watch and it was 8.30. And I was like, oh, it's not that late. I could totally do a podcast. And meanwhile, I'm sitting on the couch, like almost falling asleep at 8.30. Yeah. I'm like, it is. And I've been waking up at like 6 or 6.30. Yeah. Just naturally. Humble brag? No. Uh, no. Just because I'm going to sleep early because I'm so tired. 
Yeah. Daylight, sa- daylight standard time makes me really tired. Well, yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's only an hour, but it feels it just. Also, it's been proven that the time change makes people gain weight. Uh, how so? I don't know, but I read that. I, I gained weight from the time change. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to read Allison's email and then I think we're done with this topic. Okay. Um, I just listened to this week's episode and had to respond to Jamie's email. A lot of people just had to respond to well, Jamie's email. Jamie, you're a, you're aroused about about her newly announced pregnant friend and how to deal with her. I think there's a middle opportunity between Matt's. You must address your feelings and Dory's. You do you and stay away if you need philosophies. <laughs> Dory's like thesis statement for life right now. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie has already let her friend. Let's call her Sharon. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Why? (laughs) Uh, For some reason, that's really funny to me. Um, Know that she can't participate in the pregnancy, but that doesn't mean she needs to cut off ties with Sharon altogether. I think Jamie should let Sharon know that she's still interested in Sharon's life aside from the pregnancy stuff. Jamie still wants to know how work is going. She still wants to hear about her husband and family. And other stuff that's going on, just not the doctor's visits and ultrasounds and all the stuff that twists the knife. If Jamie stays connected with Sharon regarding all their pre-pregnancy similarities and interests, then Sharon's pregnancy can feel less of a jolt. And Jamie may be able to process it faster than if she cuts off all ties and then only sees or speaks to Sharon at these milestone intervals that suddenly remind her of what she's lost. If she only sees Sharon every once in a while, their relationship may fall into a social media type category where Sharon only shares the really good stuff. Jamie compared Sharon's outward really good stuff to her own inward grief and loss, and then Jamie can't stand Sharon anymore. Wow. That's when the relationship dies. It was way easier for me to process my BFF's pregnancy when we talked about regular life for the entirety of her pregnancy and treated the pregnancy as just something else that was happening in her life that she didn't share until I specifically asked a question. Sometimes I would ask a question and then immediately wish I hadn't, but my friend was good enough to let me test those waters on my terms, and we still got to, got to continue our relationship and remain amazing friends. I'm kind of in that place with someone right now. Okay. Just putting it out there. Um, I wonder who it is. Best of Tell luck. us on the podcast. Best of luck to Jamie and everyone else going through this right now. It sucks, and you really can only process it your way on your terms and on your timeline, Allison. P.S. One other note. I'm currently 30 weeks pregnant with my own idea. Oh my baby. God. Allison, why did you tell us that? We're dealing. You are so rude. I'm sorry. After years of tears and avoiding baby showers and struggling to see everyone I knew give birth, as sensitive as I try to be to those who are still walking through the process or who are in a spot like Jamie's, sometimes I forget that pain now that I'm separated from it. I wish my friends felt more comfortable asking to change the subject or flat out just change the subject themselves when I get carried away. I'd hate to be the reason why they're crying when they hang up the phone with me. So if your friend just won't shut the hell up about it, remind her that there's more to adult life than making babies and that you'd like to talk about something, anything else. If she's a real friend, she'll change the subject with grace and try to be better. So what's our, what's our final thought on, on Jamie? I think Jamie needs to do it. I'm not going to tell Jamie what to do. Jamie should do Jamie. Jamie should do what she feels comfortable with. Jamie, I, I, I like, I happen to personally like this advice that Allison is giving. And I think that 
if she can handle it, that is a great strategy. But I think this idea that like we need to sacrifice ourselves is bullshit. Um, all right. Well, Jamie, thanks for writing in. And I hope uh, all the advice that we've given you is uh, in some way helpful. I would love a follow-up email if you could do that. That'd be great. Uh, when you're ready. No one's trying to rush you into anything. In the meantime, we're about to address the big old how do you people pay for IVF? question I was asked last week and I was interested too in how everyone is paying for IVF what methods they're using how the hell people afford it on 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 one incomes or no incomes uh but we're gonna do a commercial we'll be right back that's like that's a tease to the break good one honey one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like i can't wait to get them on my feet because i know they're going to be cozy i know they're going to be the best socks in the house and i know that they're going to keep me going all day long they've got some great details that have been obsessed over including the honeycomb arch support which i love anti-blister tabs which i also love what that is it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. 
I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, I will. I'm going to get you a book. I would love to lose Matt and then find Matt. <laughs> I'll get you the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory book. No, I'm trying to lose weight. Oh, okay. I want to end up like Augustus. Bloop. There's so much chocolate. Augustus Gloop. Sorry, not Mr. Bloop. Wonka, is there so much chocolate? <laughs> is there so much chocolate, Mr. Wonka? Thank you. I want to eat all the chocolate. <laughs> This story is just an allegory for greed and gluttony. This is great. Thank you, Augustus. You're welcome. I go in the river now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this email is from Jess. We said we we're going to talk about uh, paying for IVF. And, well, Jess has written an email about such a subject. Mandori, I'm writing in response to Courtney's email from last week about paying for IVF, and I have to say that this is a question that circulates my house quite a bit. It is actually the reason that we decided against IVF. Whoa, curveball. I'm a high school teacher. My husband works for local government. If we were to pursue IVF, it would cost us about $15,000. This is over 16% of our annual income, not to mention there are no guarantees on whether it will work. The best odds we were given were 60% if we transferred two embryos at once. We did apply for a grant, but knew immediately that we weren't going to get it. The organization advised themselves as a family. Advertise themselves. Well, that is also the word that is correctly written there. Uh, but our impression was it was super clicky. Uh, we we're both pretty introverted and aren't very emotional in public. We we're the only couple that didn't cry at the support meeting that we attended. Like, not coincidentally, the only couple that wasn't engaged in conversation with the others as soon as the meeting ended. We are still paying off the medical bills for IUIs, 50 to $75 at a time. I can't imagine throwing an IVF bill up on top of that. Ultimately, after years of putting everything on hold and we tried to have a baby, we decided, fuck it. We want to live our lives, too. We went to Europe last year and just booked our second trip. We nice. go out. We have fun. We also sit on the couch and watch a lot of Netflix. Next year, we'll, uh, we'll apply to adopt. While that will cost about $5,000 more than IVF, we won't have to pay that money without getting a baby. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've talked to a family who say that they're willing to help us out uh, and pay for the first half. We have talked to friends about throwing a fundraiser for the second half. Whatever else remains, we will charge an or and find a loan. I know people will have opinions about donating. Oh, so they could go to Europe and not, not pay for their adoption. But those people can go to fuck themselves. Yeah. They don't have to donate. Yeah. Right. People love to tell you how you should spend your money. Well, I think when you're asking for money, people should be able to tell you how to spend it. So, okay. But I think if you have your own money, or if you're using Miles and staying with Scott Mosier, and the trip is ultimately <laughs> only costing you the food, <laughs> then those people should go to hell. Anyway, uh, everyone has to figure out their own way and what they're willing to undergo for their baby. There's no shame in saying it's too much at some point. 
and there's no shame in trying to maintain your sanity and lifestyle while pursuing this. Best of luck to everyone. Take care of yourselves during the holidays. I hate the word triggering, but this time of year is super triggering. Hell yes. Why is this time of year triggering? Because holidays are all about family. I mean, like, we're going to Thanksgiving next week. We're going to be the only people there without kids. Yeah. Did you ever think of that? I didn't think of that until you just said that. Well, now I'm thinking about it. Boy, I don't love kids. I have to be surrounded by them. Hmm. All right. You're so good with kids, though. I know. And kids love you. I really turn it on. You do. That's why when we're out at parties, people think I'm great. I know. It's weird. And they're like, we should all hang out. And I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yeah. Inside, I'm like, oh, God. Why was I so nice and charming (laughs) and delightful (laughs) and pudgy? (sighs) Anyway. Do you talk about this in therapy? What? Being delightful? Like being outwardly charismatic and inwardly Um, misanthropic. (laughs) I think that's the most apt description of you that has ever Um, happened. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure I've mentioned it. I'm sure we talk about it. It's, um, I like very, I like like very specific people. I know. And I like, spending an inordinate amount of time with those specific people Mm -hmm. like you know it's uh i don't know i don't know what it is look i could i I could go back to lowell and like live in john and shannon's house and not have a problem i'd be delighted what what about me and bo you guys i'm just talking about like if you guys died in that hot air balloon accident Wait, what? Speaking of which, would you like to go to the Hot Air Balloon <laughs> Festival in New Mexico with me? Um, Nothing's planned. I just wanted to see if no. you and Bo might like to go up. I'll uh, take pictures. No, we're okay. Thanks. What? Bo doesn't like hot air balloons. Oh, I bet he'd hate a hot air balloon. <laughs> he would freak the fuck out. Oh, he'd hate a hot air balloon. Dory and I were discussing, I was discussing getting an, like an old used car, like a two-seater, and Dory was like, where will Bo sit? This was her big problem with the two-seater. I mean, it's a real problem. <laughs> He'll be fine. He can ride shotgun with his seatbelt on. It's not safe for him to be in the front. Oh, you're so mean. What were we talking about? I completely forgot. Uh, we were talking about why the holidays are triggering. Oh, right. And then I and went somehow on. ended up on hot air balloons and us dying. What? So you could live in John and Shannon's house. <laughs> With Rudy. Rudy is going to die soon. Sorry. We keep saying Sorry, that. John and Shannon. <laughs> we keep saying that. But Rudy is, I think he just had his 14th birthday. Yeah. He also, like, is the exception to the rule that, like, you shouldn't have an overweight dog. He's like the fattest dog I've ever seen. Oh, he's such a fat puggle. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't help that when there are two small children around that don't exactly like hold like on to their food feeding him cheetos <laughs> yeah, just like whatever anyway holidays are triggering i was hoping this would be more like here's how i pay for ivf but it's not no but i think like it's real oh it's legit real jess also you're it's being like, real it's like fucked up that the only people who can afford to do ivf are the people who can afford to do ivf well you know 
I mean, by that rule of thumb, I don't think we should really have done it. I mean... We couldn't really afford it. We can afford it more than this high school teacher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a lot to wrap your head around. Yes. Anybody out there... This is a question I'm going to extend to the next podcast. So if you're out there and you're like, well, this is how friends of mine have paid for it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. doesn't have to be you personally. I'm still winking. It's a podcast. You look you really can. weird winking. I do. I don't wink often. Um, what was that? I think that's the garbage truck. Oh. Um, yeah, please write in. I'm very curious. This is from Kara. Hi, guys. I started listening to your podcast sometime over the past year, and I went through not one, not two, but three miscarriages in a row. Ugh, sorry. That is awful. I'm not going through IVF. I was looking for someone who understood the struggle of wanting a child and not having an easy road. I do have a healthy four-year-old for whom I'm very grateful, but the whole secondary infertility journey has been a tough slog over the past two years. Anyway, I listened to with interest to your comments this week about Halloween pictures on social media being a, tr- a trigger. Although I have one child, I too felt annoyance and upset as I saw pictures of families with two, three, or four kids enjoying the holiday together. I guess social media always has a tendency to make us feel resentment about something we don't have. Yep, that is social media's job. It is... Uh, I'm so grateful that I don't care nor do i participate in facebook it only it looks like i do just because a long time ago i tied my twitter to my facebook so whenever i tweet it posts on my facebook can you even like do that anymore no i'm like <laughs> grandfathered in <laughs> literally grandfathered in Ooh, that's so funny uh anyway as I listened to you talk, it made me wonder, what will you do when you have an adorable child baby in the future and you want to share pictures of it on social media? Have you given any thought to your social media strategy? Will be when your parents... I, Dory and I... Dory, I think, was saying we will never post a photo of our child on social Correct. media. Correct. Which was confirmed this week by this woman I know who found out that in the course of the Harvey Weinstein private investigative thing, she was tangentially caught up in it uh-huh. um if you guys haven't read ronan farrow's story in the new yorker about the ex-mossad agents that harvey weinstein hired to spy on rose mcgowan at and journalists you should read it um and she found out that they had compiled a dossier on her and her family and a lot of the information was stuff they got on facebook like pictures of her kid and like all this shit and i was like no fucking way no i like and she was really freaked out by it as she should have been and she thought she was only posting to friends and so like maybe she was or maybe she maybe a friend maybe she wasn't but maybe or maybe a friend sold her out or whatever but like i was just like oh my god like like not you know you never think oh i will be in a position where someone will compile a dossier on me (laughs) but like i think that about you you never know and like and there's also like fucking psychos out there. And I I just No, I think that about you and your investigative journalisms. I don't do that much investigating. I know, but occasionally. Yeah. So it's just it's like I think we will have a private 
like Google Photos or iPhotos stream for friends and family. Really, who cares what our kid looks like? Well, I think maybe for Patreon people over twenty (laughs) five dollars, you'll get to see our kid. (laughs) Close friends and family, I think, do want to see your kid, and they can have a private photo stream. But other than that, kid is not going to be on social media at all. You hear that, kid? No social. As I where oh where where did I leave? Um. I've always had many friends and family struggling with infertility. You have? No, um, that's where you left off. And have tried to be sensitive about the amount of pictures I post of my son. I can't figure this out. Go, go, I, I deliberately only post a picture of him every few weeks or so. Your comments made me wonder how you will continue to try to be sensitive to those who are still going through infertility struggles while also wanting to share pics of your precious child once you guys become parents, which I know will happen. Just curious, are there any best practices around this? I always feel the struggle of wanting to share photos, but not wanting anyone to, I love to feel bad. Thanks. Love your show, Kara. Yeah, I mean, uh, Karen and Steve, who are my favorite. <laughs> Just for the record. Uh, they have a photo stream, an iCloud photo stream of uh, Madeline, and uh, it's good. Yeah, it's great. You know, there's like... I think it's mostly the family. It's the family on yeah. there. And, you know, every couple of days, boodaloo. Yep. We went to a zoo. Yeah. Boodaloo. I went to work with Maddie. It's like, you know, it's yeah. like, a, it's a it's a good amount. Doesn't shove it down your throat. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they're also posting on social, whatever. I mean, I don't know how many places you need to do it. I, we get it. The kid's adorable. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's a good practice and I, and I feel like they invented that. So credit where credit's due. Um, Not that they invented iCloud. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. But they invented sharing pictures of their child on iCloud to the family. I mean, I don't think they did. But they invented it. Okay. Who who was doing it before them? I think they had a friend who was doing it. No, I they... said who in the family was. Oh, doing who in the it. family was doing it? Yeah, no one. They invented it. Okay. The family is what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Um, but in terms of like best practices around like friends who are struggling with infertility, I. I personally think a private photo stream is the best solution for everyone. That way, like people can opt in. And, and if you have friends who are struggling, they don't have to follow it and you don't have to like feel bad about it. Truth. So I think that's the best solution. I don't, I, yeah. Love a best practices. I love a best practice. <laughs> like I have, I have friends who have, instagrams for their kids that are private and they mostly don't post photos of their kids on their public instagrams it's like all on their private instagrams and you can obviously decide if you want to be following this child and see the photos yeah if you don't then you don't have to do it Hmm. so who is it adam um adam adam has a instagram for his kid um elizabeth 
Katie. Elizabeth has a kid, a Instagram for her kid. Yeah. What is she posting there that she's not posting on her regular? Oh, there's a lot more. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe it just feels like that because I, I I see Preston too. Oh yeah. So it just feels like I'm getting all of it. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cute. They're enjoyable. Yeah. They're very enjoyable uh, stories. Yeah. Um. Two more. All right. This is from Kim, and she says in all caps. Thank you for discussing the absurdity of listening to podcasts on 2x speed. Many exclamation points. Yes. My fiance listens to audiobooks and podcasts ridiculously fast while cooking dinner. Oh, God. And it's becoming a problem. I have a panic anxiety slash anxiety disorder. And listening while he cooks makes me extremely overwhelmed. In fact, I've been brought to a near panic state from just a few seconds of hyperspeed listening. <laughs> Crazy. So Matt, if you are a person that has panic attacks, be aware that auditory processing overload can result from this two XP listening. Okay, he needs to get some headphones. Yeah. Like what the hell? He does <laughs> like, need to get some headphones. You're you're basically having a panic attack because he's listening to these sped up things, and he get get some Bluetooth headphones, bro. Yeah, like this is or, insane. You know, if you if you're using an Alexa, you can plug into the back. Yeah, come on, like have some sympathy. Also, Matt, have you considered getting a fidget cube? I have and have not done it. I am a third grade inclusion teacher uh-huh. and have several in my classroom. It helps to keep their hands busy in a way that doesn't bother other people. The Dorries of the classroom who just want some focus. It's true. I've been Rubik's cubing a lot at work. You can find them on Amazon in all sorts of patterns and colors. Um, a listener did email us and ask for our address because she wanted to send you a, a fidget cube. <laughs> Send it to Sony. I had it. I had it sent to BuzzFeed. Yeah, there you go. Um, finally, I wanted to agree with the listener who recommended knitting as a way to pass the time. I taught my students how to knit on a loom. Cool. To make hats and scarves, and they are loving it. It is just the thing to keep their busy hands and minds at ease. I'm also trying to give myself some mental health time throughout the day, and knitting is a great way for me to unwind and focus on something that isn't my feelings. She sounds great. Hope all is well in your baby-making adventures and that Bo is doing well with his muzzle training. I did some last night. Got his snout all the way in there. Yeah, sort of. He didn't really... He like for he really didn't want to put the whole thing in and then finally he was like, okay, I guess if I want this cheese, I got to put the whole thing in. Uh, this is from Connie. This email, I think, is just a way for Dory to seed the fact that she has a podcast coming, but we'll find out. Hey guys, I just wanted to say that Dory's ad- the the advice Dory gives is always so spot on. You make so much sense, especially in the episode when you said you got to do you. You're such a brilliant, interesting, insightful person. You really could have your own advice column, like a dear Abby. I wish you could be friends in life. Wishing the best for both of you. Love Connie from Orange County. Thank you, Connie. Such a nice email. Does that uh, bring anything to mind, honey? the the podcast that kate and i are doing <laughs> connie i think you're gonna be very pleased uh yeah i think you're gonna like it we're gonna do we're gonna release our plan is to release a little teaser listen i'm very excited about it i am delighted that dory now has this other focus outside of uh work and ivf and this podcast so this podcast which is about ivf yeah so i want her to have her own thing and i'm delighted and i cannot wait and i think it's gonna be a very successful podcast and i really hope she takes it on the road and starts touring and bringing in some extra cash that'd be really helpful (laughs) uh all right big thank you 
to uh, the donors from this month. This is the. This isn't uh, everyone, but we're doing it in in, in batches. In batches. But uh, we promised we would say your names, but not give facts, because quite frankly, this would have this podcast would not have happened today if I had to write facts for these. Yeah. Uh, so, Carrie Mills, thank you. Siri K. Gasky, thank you. Daniela Harker, it's a good name, I suppose. Linnea Thunsel, Tunsel Thunsel. What do you think? Thunsel. Kelsey Kinneman, Kate. Kudlich? Kudlick? I think it's Kudlick. Kudlick. I like Kudlick. Uh, Anne Svensson Toon. That's a great name. That is a good name. Svensson Toon. Uh, Danielle Lynn, thank you. Michelle Kitzmiller, great name. Liesl Rampono. Rampano. I'm going to just pronounce everybody's name as many ways as I can. <laughs> uh, Julie Phillips, thank you. Julie Sweet, thank you. Muriel Kloss, thank you. Ross Mandon, Thank you. April Patrick, great job. Ariana Perry, way to go. Sarah Yim, you're doing great work, Sarah. Heather Nelson, way to do it. Jack Woodyard, that's a good last name. Erica Brown, very simple name. Classy. Sherry Olson, great job. April Cherry, spelled with a Y. Megan Cantwell, that's also a good name. Tanya Davidova, great name. Molly Buckley. You could have a better name, Molly. The <laughs> Holterman clan. Way to go, Holtermans. Laura Mayer. No relation. Margaret Metcalf. Hope you're related to Lori Metcalf. Uh, and Narantha Balagopal. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast. If you would like to find out more about this show, go to excellentadventure.com or check out our Twitter at excellentpod. Don't forget, Dory's podcast will be coming later in the month. And uh, that's about that. <laughs> <laughs>